listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, two. Never get over our intro. I love it. Every time I hear the song come on, I'm like, mm, Yeah, you got to twerk a little bit. Yeah, with the shoulders. Yeah, it's going up to right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Melanie Movement Podcast. This is your host, Ann, and my amazing co host, Tess. Hello, hello, yes. Ann. Hi. So good to see you I again on the other side of the mic. Welcome. 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 Hey, hey. welcome. Every time we get together, it's a good time. It's a vibe. Agreed. It's a vibe. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so. <laughs> Welcome to 2023. It came yes. and it's zoom, zoom, zooming by. It is wild that we're already crazy. like where we're at right now. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. The time is moving. Time is moving. I feel like from the beginning of the year to now, like I've gotten like a kickstart. Like I feel like there's so many things that are moving and mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to see like like the, the plants that I've, you know, seeded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I see my progress. I see where I'm going to be. Okay. I love it. I know, right? Oh my but God, it's, it's like, awesome. It's moving. Mm-hmm. It's really moving. It's like... <laughs> damn the next day dang it's another monday oh my god oh yeah no. does it make you nervous or are you just know. mostly excited it's like a mixture of both because like i'm excited for like where i'm gonna be in the future mm-hmm. i'm nervous for the little steps i'm taking because i want to take the right steps but mm-hmm. at the same time you're you're nervous that you don't, like you have a balance between everything that's happening too like right. yes you want to go at the speed of light and get to your goals but you also want to like smell the flowers and right. you have a good time and yeah. so uh, that brings us to our topic. We're talking about accessibility, and mm-hmm. when we're talking about accessibility, we're going to start with one, and we'll ease through how you know accessibility has different chapters, different layers, right. like everything we talk about. I don't think we've ever talked about anything that's been like black and white ever. No, no, because we've always gone on tangents. Exactly, or because we're or, the Melanie yeah. Movement podcast. We come in different shades, different layers, different yeah. hues. Got it. Got to dig in them layers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put some butter in there too before you bake it. <laughs> Three fifty, thirty-five minutes. Flip it halfway. That's yeah. it. <laughs> on deck <laughs> on deck <laughs> so for accessibility all right example so when you get in a relationship when mm-hmm. it comes to communicating with your boo mm-hmm. a little text massage mm-hmm. if you so i'll give you a scenario you're at okay. work mm-hmm. it, you guys are you know you're really busy you have a deadline it's like at 3 p.m it's 1 30 p.m you're mm-hmm. like in the zone you get a text message from your boo like, you know, you, you see it on your watch. It says, like, what do you want for dinner or whatever? Do you stop what you're doing to respond to her what you want for dinner? Or do you just let it ride and you just see what she comes up with for dinner? That's a great question. Not <laughs> usually, no. Cause I'm, so I'm easily distracted. <laughs> so I try to... Whenever I, especially if you're talking about like a pressing deadline, because I only operate on deadlines. There must be a like there must be to. a deadline for me to actually like get my brain moving. And so usually in in those situations, like I'll put my phone away on yeah. purpose. And if I have my watch on, like it and it like it just like goes. I don't even pay attention to it mm-hmm. to be honest. And so there's, I don't know. There's it's a very slim chance that I will actually answer <laughs> that you know that question in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, um I do better in those in those cases like with phone calls and i do with text messages i think i'm 
I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a horrible texter. Yeah, and I've become worse and worse as time has gone on. Right, I've it's just it's it's incredible how that happens. But, but I'm not a good yeah. phone call person either. Right, it's like <laughs> I don't. I was just about to say, well, I'm better on the phone, but I'm like, wait, no, I'm not either. So I don't. Yeah, it's like, just. I don't know. It just yeah. depends on the, the day, the moment, the circumstance, I guess. What about you? Like, when it comes to communication, I think communication is very, very important when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. I've been in scenarios where, like, I've dated women who, like, when I text you, you respond type vibe. And I hated it. Because, girl, who the fuck are you texting? <laughs> Not me about to feel trapped. Right, <laughs> you're the first time. Yo, after, like that that uh, particular statement was said to me after I was healed, and I was like, "Girl, if you caught me just one year before this, I would've been like, oh my god, I met that because I was mm-hmm. on some bullshit." <laughs> but after I healed, and I was just like, "Yeah, heal me isn't a different. It's level. a different. Like, you're not. You're not, not about deal. to come. No, you're not mm-hmm. about to come at me that Girl. way." So, but Shit. okay, but then oh, okay. here's I'll the answer oh, your question. Oh, okay. I'll question. Oh, wait, wait, answer the question. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if my boo, okay, if I'm really busy, like my phone, my phone on, like if I'm working on something, if I'm actively working on something, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna answer a text. It's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. The best way, of course, is to call me. If I'm in class, if I'm working on something, if I'm working on whatever it is, just like I mean, my son's school, they're not gonna text me. They're gonna call me if right. something's going on. Mm-hmm. So when I see my phone is ringing and it's whomever calling, I'll answer. But text says while I'm actively doing something, I'm not gonna even notice it. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm not doing shit and my you know, my boo calls me or my boo texts me, like I'm gonna text back just so mm-hmm. they know that like, i see it i acknowledge it whatever 98 percent of the time i'll do that because there's moments where i'm laying in my bed and i'll get a text message and i see this from a person I, until i'm ready to talk mm-hmm. i'm not gonna answer and, and i've learned that about myself and i've learned that about other people too like mm-hmm. you gotta give people grace because if i text you and the i know the amount of effort it took me to send you that text i'm gonna give you that same grace and if it's something important i'm gonna call you okay so so then I like that. I like that they're like, you've broken it down. So I guess a follow up question is, do you, you said you give people grace, but then we're talking about specifically your significant other, right? For a second. And so if, do you hold the same, do you hold a certain expectation as to like how long they should take to text you back? If you send them a message or you just like chill, like whenever to get to me to get to me. It depends elaborate if i know my booze at work and i sent a message and like three hours has gone past i'm mm-hmm. not tripping just because i know that's work and if mm-hmm. it's nothing important like again if it's important i'm gonna call you but mm-hmm. if i know you're at home you chilling ain't doing gonna got that okay? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 actually i'm very aware of people's patterns like for example if someone like takes a nap between three and six during the weekday and mm-hmm. i send a message at 4 30 i know i'm not gonna mess- get a message back until mm-hmm. seven like mm-hmm. i know that um i i purposely pay attention to how people communicate when we first get like mm-hmm. talking to each other mm-hmm. and then that's how i kind of determine like my expectations mm-hmm. like the person uh, i guess my partner now we have good communication and we understand like class and, and work mm-hmm. like you can text me all you want to boo, but you won't get that response when i'm free mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you need me call me and i answer most calls i answer mm-hmm. most calls i answer most facetimes whatever i'm pretty good with that but like i don't have unless you unless i'm like i'm going to the store 
you know I'm going to the store. I'm in the store. I'm looking for a particular thing. Yes. And you're not answering my text. Yep. You're not getting that particular thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. You snooze, you lose, that's baby. That's it. Epi, that's it. They are in a public the other I went to public the other day. I told homegirl, I'm going, like, you see me going to public. So I know you see my location. I said, I'm going to public store get to the crib. I'm getting these things. Do you want anything else? No. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. All right, cool. I freaking leave Publix. I'm on my way almost there. Homegirl's like, oh, I don't know if you left Publix yet. You know I left Publix already. You know I left (laughs) You can see my map, bro. You see where I'm at. I left and I ain't turning back. Mm -hmm. Them cheese rolls ain't about to get ate today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You should have asked me before I even got to Publix. You should have thought of cheese rolls then. Mm hmm. No, no, I'm with you on that one. I'm with shit. you on that one. Okay, so then you don't hold them to like a uh, standard that yeah. you're not putting yourself on. Okay, that's no. cool. Because I'm not about to let you do that to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. No, I'm, I don't know. I think uh, it depends. Like I've been in relationships where the person is like expected for me to answer like either right away mm-hmm. or Those for me suck. to like provide it. like and i'm just like no mm-hmm. i can't and there's something that you just mentioned earlier which i really liked is the fact that you observe pattern mm-hmm. and then you you like your behaviors and like your approach to the relationship or like the communication style what, what have you like is based off of that mm-hmm. like off of that observation and so if from the very beginning we establish this pattern of like between three and six you're taking a nap you know like all of a sudden I'm not you're not just gonna pop up like calling at 4 30 <laughs> unless it's like an emergency right and so like I think I I do the same thing where I'm not like a heavy texter I'm not like intense with it I know people who like send books to each other throughout the I entire I'm not about day to read all I won't read or all like it. check in like every 30 minutes like I just I can't do that I'm I just I'm not about that life like I just need I need to know you're okay if there's something that we're taking care of like okay that's different but that constant check in I just I can't <laughs> it's just um, no it's too but, much me and my partner we talk all day though like but not in a I need to talk to you it's more like i'm thinking like i'm thinking of you like type vibe like when i get mm-hmm. like a break in between my classes i'm mm-hmm. like hey girl you know type vibe mm-hmm. or if they're in between meetings or whatever like okay i'm in between meetings Ugh, mm-hmm. i need to put my feet up oh i'm finally getting that cup of coffee because mm-hmm. girl i'm tired well, see, but yeah. that's different like that's like i feel like that's like jovial banter like it's yeah. like a way to just like you're checking in without necessarily checking in yeah. like you don't feel like an obligation i'm not gonna to. tell like, you, you really like, genuinely want to share yeah. right like you genuinely want to share into like whatever is happening during the day mm-hmm. like the if day, there's yeah. a funny meme or like a like tiktok like yeah. we're gonna send that you know yeah. what i mean and I, I like that and if you don't you know get a random phone call it's usually like a nice little like a treat yeah, yeah. like a treat you and know? it's supposed to be cute sure yes. i'm eating my sandwich right. i'm eating your sandwich right. vibe, yeah yeah I, I just i think that i when i was younger i was very much like a constantly on the phone type of person right. i would sleep on the phone get up on the phone like be I on the phone like i would that. it would be like a constant thing and I it just and i was like, like that well, i mean it feels like relationship like that's how it should be but i'm like but wait no that doesn't no i mean like, who has the time you know what i mean i just but then some people really are like that yeah They're, bro seeing you fall asleep that. on the phone when we were younger you fall asleep on the phone too but yeah, we'll be falling asleep no, on the phone but the scene, <laughs> no yours was different from mine i felt like yours was different from mine the intensity was different because i felt like you were like an adult relationship because you were you know you were older or you you are older but the person you were dating was older yes yeah the person yes. at the time when like 
like around the time that we started dating like like that that ex of mine was like younger than me mm-hmm. so like we were doing like jovial shit like we were mm-hmm. just vibing and whatever but like I don't know if it looked like I was on the phone, but I was not. That phone might have been on, but I was not on it. I was asleep. <laughs> One thing about it, two things for sure, baby, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, you never mess around with your sleep. I'm no, going to bed. But see, I think like that's a good question to like, when do you think it's just like fun and, and uh, I guess a consented upon behavior? And when do you think it's control? Because... In that relationship, because I know which one you're talking about, it was like very adult. It, I, it was too much, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize like how much control I was giving up giving, yeah. until until I got like slightly older. Until like the relationship went on, I'm like, oh wait, no, this is not this is not healthy type of situation, mm-hmm. right? Because then once again it went back to being like oh this is what i needed to do versus like this is something that i want to do right and i realized that especially like when i first like i tend to like hang on when i don't when i'm not sure of a new environment or mm. new situation but then once i've gained my footing like right i'm good like yeah. don't you know we don't we're gonna have to switch it up and i don't think any but and that's the thing about relationship you have to be able to grow and adapt to like the the stage the stage that the person is right. in right especially if you're starting to date really young those stages right. come so quickly and versus when you're older they're a little bit far in mm-hmm far and in between is that the correct saying because mm-hmm. like when you're younger like if you start dating when you're like 16 17 you're going through that high school mm-hmm. uh, that high school or ged or young or early education phase mm-hmm. and then there's like either you're going to college or you're getting a job or you're going into the military but that's a that's a very big change it's mm-hmm. a very big jump mm-hmm. so if you're able if your relationship lasts at that like those people who, who are like um high school sweethearts they've really seen that mm-hmm. person become who they are because mm-hmm. you're you're becoming an adult from high school to whatever else and then as you're going through your 20s trying to figure out like what in the world am i going to do with my mm-hmm. life you're you are changing in such a great way and then 21 remember what 21 versus mm-hmm. 25 mm-hmm. felt like and 25 is when your frontal lobe is fully developed girl mm-hmm. and now you're able to see so clearly so like when it comes to like figuring out like does this make sense when I dated at this age versus that age, it's great that you took the time to be like, okay, I see the difference mm-hmm. and I see how I can I can create a healthy relationship by changing this or this is what I see that I want or I don't want. You take mm-hmm. what you want from each person as you continue. But those people that are like high school sweethearts that continued on, they deserve kudos because Yeah, it's you, not it cannot be easy. Yeah. To you, like, imagine like your yeah. dude grows a whole inch in your relationship. Because you know like guys grow at like eighteen and then twenty one. Yeah. Imagine you're dating this guy, he's like five foot two, and then by the time you're like twenty one, <laughs> he's like five foot eleven. Like, wow, we really have grown together. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> got dad jokes forever. <laughs> but it's true. I think one of the things that I I, I read so I read a I'm going to paraphrase here, but like there was something I read somewhere about when you are in a long-term relationship, especially one where you met at a very young age, you have to be willing to, you have to understand one, but then you also have to be willing to fall in love with like different versions of the same person. Yeah. Because, because you are ever changing, like ever evolving, Mm -hmm. like your mindset changes. And so I don't, and it's a scary thing, right? It's a scary thought of like, what if I don't like the person that you're becoming mm-hmm. as you get older and your priorities shift right. and your desires change? You know, I think like, especially if you have a young relationship, you start a relationship for like 16 or whatever. I don't think you fully formed the idea of whether you're going to have children or not, right? And right. so, like, what if like those things diverge at some point? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough decision, tough decisions to make, but it's also like, 
tough reality to face right. i feel like because you don't you're not the same person right if you think about it right like right. the dumb stuff that we used to do when you were bullshit. younger like right like right here we're just like nah <laughs> like what was i thinking you know i do think millennials have kind of changed the pattern though because like i feel like the generation before us they'll be like high school sweethearts get mm-hmm. married right out of high school join the military have a family at time they're like 21 they have mm-hmm. four kids mm-hmm. two cars a minivan type vibe but i feel like a lot of people that i went to school with like if you didn't get pregnant right out of high school <laughs> like you you have gone 10 11 plus years had you know what i mean and before exactly before that, getting right. married mm-hmm. and then be- before even having kids and some i mean millennials aren't even having kids anymore we're That's having true. less and less mm-hmm. so it's like i'm seeing how like this person you've been with this person since you were 14 15 16 now we're in our 30s and that person is still choosing you and like there's a lot of people that i know that i've gone to school with um that like they took the time to make their own choice and then they're they've been very active with no we're gonna get married we want to get married and then they get married until they were together for 10 years but you think about okay they're together for 10 years but then, like, they started dating when they were 16. They're getting married when they're 26. It's still an average age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they're taking their time. And I feel like it's important for us to develop our own selves within these new relationships and maintain it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, some people take on their, like, family customs, customs, traditions, and things, of course, you take with you as you so choose because mm-hmm. it's important. However, if you've been with Tony for two years and y'all only 16, you do not have to marry Tony, okay? Yeah, he might like, not take be your the time. One. Like, oh. Tony may not be the one. Right. Or you know what I also noticed? People who were together in high school, like 16, 17, and they do hit that 10-year mark. Oh, my God, I'm 26. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I like this person, mm-hmm. but I'm staying with this person because that's all I've known from mm-hmm. the time I was a child to now adulthood. It's hard for them to separate because now they, this is such a long pattern. Mm-hmm. And those those breakups are so hard to watch. Yes, because I feel like in addition to that, there's like an identity crisis mm-hmm. that also takes place. Right. So, like, I have this question. Do you feel that? Well, I mean, I'm sure you do. But in what ways do you did you notice that your expectations have shifted from the way you would, you know, approach relationships at a younger age and now? And same thing with you with your accessibility. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I'll start with accessibility because it's shorter. I feel like I I gave too much access to myself when I was younger because I was like, even though I was fighting, fight the pot. Because like, it might have like a weird dynamic in my family. Like, I felt like I was rebelling, but at the same time, I really wanted their love. Mm -hmm. So like, I was still giving them access to me, even though they were tearing me down. Mm -hmm. It took my first deployment to really get things into perspective. So I was like 20 years old. I turned 21 when I was overseas. And at that time, like I came out to my mom and to be honest, the only person I I truly felt like it was necessary to come out to was her because she like that. She's my first love. Like she's someone that like I'm completely rooted in and I, and I want to have that connection with her or whatever. But also at that moment, I was shedding that version of me that she so desperately wanted to hold on to because she was the person that raised me. So Mm -hmm. she has, she's the person that has the idea of what, i should look like in and and i hold value of course to that however like i want to be able to show you like that's not you know what it is but i am the better version of what you think i am Mm -hmm. but at at that moment i it was a it was a life or death type of thing like being in a space where like you could blow up like you could like we've had we had all kinds of things happen you know in that type of environment i'm Mm -hmm. not going to get into detail and it's like you're really thinking like at this moment before I came out, like I'm living a lie to someone Mm -hmm. that I really care Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So once I came out in in the space, like my mom took the, took that moment, like, and I, to be honest, I took advantage of the situation. I'm overseas. Like you're not going to talk to me while I'm overseas. You know what I mean? Right. 
and I also got to the point where I'm like, again, I'm overseas. Like, right. oh, she didn't crap. have like, physical access yeah, to it. Like, right. Yeah. And now at that moment, I defined everything and I changed the way that interacted with my family in a more definitive way. Mm-hmm. I had my Facebook open, like I had, um, and then because so much of my family was trying to manage that and censor that also, mm-hmm. I'll, because I was the point people were trying to get, you know, um, access to me. As soon as I came back from deployment and I announced I was home and I was safe, I gave everyone about 30 days to talk to me on Facebook. And since then I haven't had a Facebook. You guys know I'm okay. There's other ways to access to me. And I changed the way I talked to my family. I changed the way that I approached certain situations. I gave them the access I felt that made the most sense for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Because when I came back from, from my deployment, I was a new person. I was out of that, that shaded area that I was in where I wasn't sure of, of my footing, but I was at that moment, I was a mom again. Cause when right. I was deployed, it's like, yes, I was a mom. I was like that financial mom mm-hmm. and I still had everything. Yes. But when I return home, I am now, I need to be able to walk in my truth and be able to be that person not only for myself, but then also shed that light for my son. Right. So like my, the, what, what I wanted access to look like changed. And so I, I answer the phone when it's necessary. I text when it's necessary. I stay in contact to make sure that people in my life feel important, but I also draw lines and, and boundaries of how I want to be treated and how I want to be spoken to and in mm. in in that way. Oh, that was a mouthful. I feel like a lot no, of my answers I, are always really long. No, but it's it's a great because you you really went into so many pieces of it because like we said we have layered conversations and I would say like from from like an observer standpoint I've always admired the way that you seemed so so well boundary. But then I can also see what you mean by like you were rebelling on one side, but then you were also like seeking that love. You still wanted to be loved. And the way that your boundaries would be asserted in the beginning, like maybe like younger before, like you had those like fully defined went from like a more uh, forceful kind of way because it was more coming from maybe like a place of like, I, I survival because right. like I, you there was so much that you didn't have control over to that being that this like softer and yet more firm and yeah. and well delineated boundary like limits that right. you would set to yourself and access to yourself and I've I've always admired that about you like the way Thank that you're you. able to just really determine like what kind of access you're giving and how much of that you're giving and then just really living your life as unapologetically as you can you know mm. I really I've, I've always admired that Thanks. so I, I don't know I find it really fascinating the way that you were able to journey you went on to actually define those things for yourself you're so freaking cool oh thanks yeah and i feel like because of the way that i am i feel like that's why god has put certain things in my life like the things i've experienced at work and oh it's crazy accessibility mm-hmm. is, is a really big thing mm-hmm. um so coming from accessibility and now expectations and as we continue like from the love life type thing mm-hmm. so when it comes to that hate talking about love sometimes sometimes i get all jittery inside like what is too much (laughs) what is not enough but what do you got for me so when it comes to communication you're in an active relationship you've determined like how you're going to or you i guess you determine your boundaries in that relationship now Mm -hmm. something that we all hate talking about something that we all hate dealing with Mm -hmm. the ex 
How do you feel when when there is communication with the ex with the the new boo? So if the new you have this new boo, mm-hmm. you guys are now past it the talking stage. You guys are now in the comfortable stage. You're very mm-hmm. exclusive now. This is like mm-hmm. you, you guys are at that that place where you feel comfortable. Acknowledge okay, this is your person, or it could be your person, or whatever mm-hmm. as you move forward. Mm-hmm. But they still have communication with their ex. I know there's tears. There's the ex where you're dealing with. They have no like they don't have a house or anything to together it's just an ex that they were with Mm -hmm. there's the ex with fur babies and there's the ex with real babies i know there's like levels of how you Mm -hmm. handle that Mm -hmm. so how do you handle someone that you're dating still communicating with their ex and you can hit whatever level dang okay um i feel like that that has really changed for me as i as i got older yeah absolutely i feel like but it but it came from being more sure of who I am and accepting myself and loving myself and just knowing what I have to bring and what I have to offer and Mm -hmm. not feeling as threatened by like outside influences type of thing. I feel like where I am now is very much like, well, they're your ex for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so they are in, in your past and that intimate type of type of dynamic Mm -hmm. for a reason. And if you chose me and I've chosen you and we're making this work, then there isn't a reason for me to necessarily feel threatened. Now, that being said, the person I was before when I was younger and I was <laughs> like I was very healed. before I was healed. Um before I matured, right? Um it was very much like what 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 kind of business do you have talking to your ex anyway? Like mm-hmm. I would feel like, you know, you have no business, like your past is a past, leave it there. If you have fur babies and like the the communication should really like limit itself to like what are you gonna do with the babies if you have an arrangement right. of how like how how often you're seeing and all that stuff that 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 is on you. But that's it shouldn't be something that gets brought into the relationship. Like it shouldn't be so prevalent that I feel that yeah. level of communication Girl. affecting us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because then I feel like there's at that point, there is like there are blurred lines. Yeah. And if I'm feeling that, then there's something that we need to talk about. Now I'm in a space of you should know if you're going to be in my life like you should know the type of relationship you should be entertaining with your ex Mm -hmm. right and I feel very similarly right and so like if I know like I was in a serious like long-term like relationship with somebody and I'm like and I've left that person in the past for a reason there should be no reason for me to be entertaining that person because what is the what would be the reason like if we have what is the conversation Mm -hmm. and what are we trying to do now there are times where we've built relationship with the person's family and they like for a while like they were like family to you and so like then the convert then then it becomes something that I think must that that should be discussed with your partner do you drop the family like a a, like a box of hotcakes like i i don't you can uh, you continue communication with the family i don't i don't initiate it usually i don't i don't initiate the communication usually but like when it comes to special occasions like birthdays Mm -hmm. and holidays or whatever and not like happy fourth of july you know i'm talking about like like merry christmas type of thing or like a happy new year or happy birthday i feel like it's 
I feel like it's acceptable for me to be like, oh, hey, like, happy birthday, whatever. But like, I, I the face of the earth. I just like. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't fully, I don't drop. I kind of wait to see what kind of yeah, relationship. That, right. Mm-hmm. Like if they initiate it and they make the effort to to acknowledge my birthday, to acknowledge like special, like special moments in my own life, mm-hmm. then I try to return the favor. But then if that stops at any point in time where I feel like I'm the one reaching out the most mm-hmm. and like, no, honey we're not gonna keep not doing, doing that, that. I do right a, i do I'm, a one-year grace done. period when right. it comes to family right and yeah. I, I think that's fair i feel like when and i'll speak for like t- like to my own experience because l- being from the islands being and then um being like a late bloomer in terms mm-hmm. of like um identity and uh, orientation and all of those things like it it can be such an isolating experience and sometimes when you are dating someone who's actually able to be themselves in their within own their like family. in their own within their yes. family you well as speaking for myself like i tend to like kind of espouse that family or the family that adopts me as their own be, as their own because i don't i wouldn't have that that similar support mm-hmm. on on my side of the fence and so it feels like and when those relationships ended, it's like it, there was grieving happening twofold. Yeah. Grieving the person that I I, I I no longer was with because a relationship you were in a relationship for a reason. The person wasn't all bad, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you have irreconcilable differences, which then led to the relationship break, you know, falling apart. But then I also grieved that family that of I course. no longer have, you yeah. know. And so it, it is a hard thing to 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 do and i and i know people who've stayed in relationships because of the kind of support and love and acceptance that they receive from that person's family and not so much from the person from the person themselves Mm -hmm. and i've always found that like so so interesting how that happens but yeah yeah, if i have built a really strong relationship with that person's family um it it's difficult to just fully separate you yeah. know what I mean? But then, like, do you get to a point where you're just like, I'm not going to talk to these family members anymore? Like, at what point, like, if you're with somebody who is um, kind of like, I, I guess that falls, uh, we're going into different things. However, like, if the person you're with doesn't like the fact that you still talk to your ex's mom, like, you guys are still friendly or whatever, mm-hmm. how would you then handle a situation like that? I guess the first thing I would ask is, like, what is it about, what what is it about that relationship that you're That's having issues you. with? Yeah. Because if, because... I, I no longer want to subscribe to any any type of control over my relationship, over my decisions, right. over like relationships should feel free mm-hmm. and they should, you know, of course you have the, the, like, I feel like you have the baseline, right? Where you have respect and healthy communication, but relationships should feel free. Like I choose you every single day that I wake up mm-hmm. and you choose me every single nice. day that you wake up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what is it about my relationship with my ex's family or my ex's mom? Um, or whomever that is causing you grief and oftentimes 
when you really get into it and you do some introspection, you realize that it's it's more of like your smeared insecurity onto me mm-hmm. than it is about my like the actual relationship itself. Yeah, maybe it's cultivating some sort of insecurity because maybe I don't have that kind of relationship with your parents or your family, and you wish that it had been that way. True, you see what I mean. Yeah. And so in that case, so what can we do in order for us maybe build? Is that a possibility How for us to that build that and foster that relationship? Yeah. Right. I'll give you reassurance as long as it makes sense. <laughs> Again, it's a conversation. You have to have a, you have to have a conversation. <laughs> that sounded mean. It sure did. <laughs> you have to have a conversation with your person to say, what is it that you need from me? And then they outline clearly what their expectations are. Like a relationship is communication. If so. <laughs> you know there was one episode where all my shit fell i was like oh my god see perfect mm-hmm. it's good luck yeah <laughs> yeah um but again yeah i think everything is related to communication i feel like if you're able to have like good healthy communication with whomever you're dating when it comes to how they feel about certain things you'll be able to figure out what makes sense for the relationship me right. personally when i break up with people i am like the mad eraser like i yeah like for all of my exes i will delete every picture on my phone of everyone of that person related to and like otherwise associated so like all of their friends pictures will be deleted from my phone unless we had some type of connection outside of that person Mm -hmm. you will also get deleted from my phone like just because like like how am i going to get access to you i don't want to continue a relationship with my ex's friends if they're if i run into a chance that my ex will be in the same circle just because like we and for a reason and i've had like such dramatic breakups like i don't want to be around any of it like see I, that was that was like my my que- that was gonna be my question is that the next and one? So, like yeah like are we like are we talking about like a like a, a like dramatic a breakup yeah. right like we're talking about like an ex because when i think of relationships ending i don't necessarily go to like the far end of it where it ended because like and it was like it ended like this super like dramatic like yeah. absolutely you know horrifying way i've had like relationships and like which ended badly and then for some reason or another maybe the person like like sent an email or like wrote or whatever where they're like you know what there's some apology like there are some apologies i don't seek that closure because i feel like once you do what you do and where i do what i do like i feel like that's closure enough Mm. but if you for whatever peace of mind that you're trying to gain from it like or trying to like explain yourself or you need to apologize or whatever i'll i'll hear you out sometimes depending on like how it ended yeah right but you've never sought out like closure from like or is that them normally reaching out to you saying baby i want some closure um and the closure involves your clothes (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i was young and dumb i the last time i the the last time i saw the last time i saw closure i was like 23 years old and i remember it came from like a very immature place of like you wait like i'm not like you I want to have the this. last word yeah. type of thing, right? Because like mm-hmm. I think it's just it was the Scorpio like vibing high in me. I'm Bruh, just don't like, blame the Scorpio for that. Let me hear what you know. It'd be like that to get the last word. Yes. Since when? What? I don't know if I. I feel oh, we're I, not the same. I like, feel like sometimes because my cousin. My, okay, so I have a twin cousin. <laughs> my twin cousin's like you're just you're just a different type of Scorpio. Yeah. And so like <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> I don't need the last word, but I, I but I like a race people from my life 
<laughs> that is your last word. I know, though. but I don't need. I don't. I guess. I guess it would be because then they'll try to reach yes. me. And they can't because there's such a finality to it, and I feel like there's a you're like um a killmonger in <laughs> in Black Panther. Like, <laughs> like all you know, the like, Yes, like you have to like eradicate. You know, you're not just gonna take the flower. Like you just literally go burn to destroy it, it burn yeah. it, and, like leave no trace. You will not find. You will not find shit. But is me. it because the relationships ended in in a traumatic way or is it just the way that you move so like like my relationships before how before 24 i would erase everything like i would erase every picture unless it like i had an ex i was like we were we had the same job and mm-hmm. when we deployed or whatever like like they were in my pictures and stuff like that i'm not gonna delete those pictures because mm-hmm. there's much more memory related to those pictures versus me being with that person right so i have like old military pictures with like people that i've dated in there because i'm not gonna delete them like no one could make me mm-hmm. i don't care how jealous you are you, you're not gonna get that win that win will not be your win sir mm-hmm. anyway um but like like other pictures random ass pictures of these motherfuckers delete and, and, and it's not just a regular delete it's a delete off of my phone delete out of my trash delete out of my google photos g- delete out of my cloud delete like i will delete old emails i will delete like i am a clean sweep get rid of everything type of person and like um and then but like i i, I keep i keep significant pictures right so like oh i did have my engagement pictures i had my engage so i was previously engaged right um and i had and i still have like my engagement like photo set up or whatever mm-hmm. but if you saw this folder you would laugh because i cropped it in a way <laughs> i've like cropped all of those pictures because i paid handsomely for those pictures mm-hmm. i'm gonna make sure the shots of me and my son look fire and that's how i cry <laughs> so so like <laughs> <laughs> so i do have all of those pictures technically mm-hmm. but the other ones i'm not going to keep them like i don't i don't like i don't like keeping old things because i'm someone who likes to dwell and i like to obsess so like if if i get into an argument with someone i will read that argument over and over and over and over you again got it. yeah and it's the same thing if for like if i feel like overwhelmed with love and we just had this a moment where you're exchanging these very kind words i will then read that conversation over and over and over again so like if if we've gone to a point where it's over, the relationship is over, arguments are over, we've done this already, I will delete it because I refuse to be on that on that wheel. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I do it more for my mental health more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like family family tends not to reach out to me because for whatever reason, I don't know why, but like if someone from the uh, uh, ex's family ever reached out to me, I'm, I'm going to say, Hey, how are you? Ask Mm -hmm. them. Of course we spent so many years knowing each other. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not the one to, to reach out per se. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So like, I I think that's fair. Yeah. And when you, when you, when you you explain it that way, like it's coming about, it's a protective factor for Mm -hmm. you because if you're going to obsess over the thing, the things that were said and over like old pictures, then the best thing to do is to yeah. find a way not to obsess. Right. And I'm all that's about the, patterns. That's the approach, right. right? And so if that, if that, if that's what works for you, then then that's what works. Period. Right. But then, what would you? How would you take it though? If you, well, you're not the one who's going to reach out to your ex's family but what if that family even like as you broke up like not made you promise but like really wanted to keep you in their life I mean, if it's everything 
things about communication. If someone like took time to be like, hey, like I really enjoyed, or if someone found out that me and my ex broke up and was like, oh my God, like I still love you. I still want to, mm-hmm. of course, it's a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, if my future boo was like, I don't like the fact that you're still cool with your ex's cousin. I would explain to them the relationship and that my ex isn't involved. And I would, and I, and the thing is too, I would want it to be very clear. Like, I don't want to have relationships with my exes. Like I, like my, my exes specifically, right? like actually just my last ex, let's just be clear. Right, but, like, right. but there's like, there's certain things that I'm just not okay with. If me being friends with that person involves just that friendship where mm-hmm. like we're able to have fun, we're able to be genuine with each other, happy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And nothing in that space is breaking that boundary. I'm cool with it. And like, and I should be able to be with someone who is cool with how my boundaries right. are laid out. If I'm spending time with that, that person and my ex is always around and it's become like, now we're like, a powerful three right three right uh and my ex and my person is bringing that up that's a valid point i think because you're spending too much time with the ex like right and i think at that point it becomes like it infringes on you know the person's like own boundaries like your partner's own boundaries Mm -hmm. and and it becomes like uh on the verge of disrespect if not it just straight up disrespectful it just is right yeah and and you can kind of like i don't know i feel like well maybe not everybody has a certain like has a similar level of emotional intelligence and awareness but i do think like if you are in a position where you feel kind of like this could be brought up in conversation right. with your current in your current relationship and about the type weird. of like yeah. yeah then like you need to like you know let it go you let it go yeah, right or you go. need to like really just like take a like stop it yeah. but i i do appreciate a confident partner mm-hmm I think that thing is sexy. I, I feel like you, you, know, confident. you know what you've got. You know what you bring. Yeah. You know who you are. You're confident in yourself and right. you're confident in your, you like, you see your the eyebrows you know what I'm saying? Like, I, think it's, confidence, I think confidence is sexy. I agree 1000%. Right. Like yeah. you just know that, you know what? I am a catch. Right. At the end of the day, you doing some dumb stuff to lose me is gonna it really is gonna be exactly what it is it's gonna be your loss like i'm gonna be hurt but i'm gonna be fine because but because i know what i bring to the table and i think that there's there's something so deeply attractive about that because in that moment i'm just like I feel in, like, I don't know how to explain because like, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose this because you bring so much to my life and you compliment so right. much of like what I need of my needs and my wants. And I don't want to jeopardize that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to move in a way as to not to jeopardize right. it. Right. And so, you know, we're of course flawed and imperfect yeah. and, and it's never, it's not, it's not it's not a perfect science mm-hmm. we're not gonna get it right every time but you know that's part of being human it's part right. of human experience but i don't know if you're gonna like start putting some limits as to who might talk to and whatever like i just i, I don't think that you know yeah I, I don't i'm not cool with that communication is key i feel like once once communication happens and boundaries are set we're able to know like for sure like this mm-hmm. is what i like this is what i don't like mm-hmm. and that's and the thing is who was i talking to i spoke to someone recently and they're like how was it when you first started dating and i was like i was really assertive i was i can't say i was necessarily aggressive even though i probably come off that way it, it, to some degree but like there are certain standards that i had like mm-hmm. when i was talking to someone via text we had certain conversations mm-hmm. if we got to day three of talking i, I was just like this is the things that i'm looking for 
word like and then i'm just like does this make sense to you does this you know what i mean like, and, and opening that communication to where someone understands from the beginning mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any question in which direction we're going if we're going in like in the same way mm-hmm. or we're on the same path together so <laughs> so when it comes to like boundaries at this age i feel like my boundaries are are, are, are pretty firm I, I like i'm very open to communication i'm very opening i'm very open to understanding people's side of view people's point of view because i no one like i i cannot imagine that everybody thinks like me because that would be so boring (laughs) lord have mercy like (laughs) like please tell me what you think and i want i I want someone who's communicative i want someone that who's able to understand my point of view and also be able to communicate their point of view and we come up with something that makes sense without Mm -hmm. anyone feeling less than like when it comes to communication with exes i'm not really a fan like i've dealt with a lot of bullshit with exes where if they like i dealt with someone who mm-hmm. dated their high school sweetheart for a mm-hmm. number of years and they were like tethered together mm-hmm. and then at that point like if i would have known like certain things that i know now i would have known like that wasn't the right time for them to be with anybody mm-hmm. because i got a lot of the abuse from their relationship that needed to be transferred on to you man like mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like they were together for an additional two years for the first two years of our relationship wow. because they were dealing with whatever they were dealing with that's some unresolved trauma for it real. was and i'm so grateful i went to therapy following their relationship thank you shout out to her so <laughs> I, I feel like if you have no kids, you have no kids, you have, and, and that person, I don't know, there's just certain boundaries, like, again, in life. If there's no kids, you have to get a point where you're not talking to an ex anymore. Like, you have to grow out of it. Unless there's something very, very, very specific and particular that needs mm-hmm. to happen with that person, mm-hmm. and that's your own particular situation. Mm-hmm. But other than having, like, a specific thing, like, you have a business, or mm-hmm. you are involved or intertwined in certain things, that the only way for you to continue is to continue with this person in that particular thing. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason for you to have, in my opinion, there's no real reason for you to have that relationship with that ex. There has to be something specific that keeps you guys... In a, in a relationship mm-hmm. like in relationship is, is for any type of anything right so like but if you have like fur babies i'm not familiar with how fur babies work so if you guys have fur babies do you guys go like with well i have them monday through wednesday this week you have them thursday through you know what i mean like do you guys switch off on christmas how does that work and does that get to a point where it's like eventually you have to be like you are now the full-time parent of this fur baby one person will have to let go because because eventually, because you just one person will have to eventually let go for a fur baby connection after like you break up. In my opinion, because like what are you gonna do twenty years from now when you're married with kids still visiting your golden retriever? You know what I mean? I just, I just <laughs> feel like there has to be a separation somewhere. Not twenty years from no, that golden retriever is dead, and. <laughs> I mean, shout out to that golden retriever. He was good. Yeah, I mean, I've had to let go of a golden retriever, and and it was really sad. But then when you think about again, like logistics and like how how long am I going to be doing like a back and break? It was just wasn't. It wasn't. That being said, though, I feel like you know we understand. We understand love for like fur babies and for things like in in different ways. And like for some people like like fur babies are legitimately their the kids. Like, like their children yes. and so letting that go doesn't even doesn't exist, doesn't even exist as right. a possibility and i would feel i think horrible as a partner finding like having to 
having to put like some sort of like ultimatum or having to uh, impart that decision that need to make that decision on my partner saying like okay well one of you guys are gonna have to be like the full-time parent i don't think that's necessarily fair yeah, that being be. said like if you're talking if what you're talking about is like arrangement for like the 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 fur baby like when you're getting in all of that stuff i feel like that's the purpose of the communication yeah i i think um we're in a society where we went from like having rose colored glasses for a lot of things, like a lot of like relationship dynamics. And then from there we went to then to the opposite, like to the complete end of it where like we're seeing, we've seen every single relationship as like transactional, Mm -hmm. but in any relationship and that's the conclusion that i've come to is that there is a transaction to be had. Mm -hmm. Even if that transaction is an exchange of love, Mm -hmm. right? But there is a purpose. And so I completely agree with you. Why do I need to be in your life when we have nothing, when we have nothing keeping us tethered to one another right. there's no business venture in between us if we have accounts we better get those accounts separated Man. you know what i mean like unless we like if we have a child like i understand that yeah. but there needs like there's a purpose mm-hmm. there's a reason the for child that to is, happen. yeah that's a big thing that's a big thing it's an absolute valid reason to stay in contact but then if you have nothing nothing that is keeping you together like no shared netflix account and if it's in their shared netflix <laughs> Even account netflix somebody's from... paying the bill and right. somebody's like and then the only reason why i should be talking is like if somebody's changing the password mm. you know what i'm saying but no if your ex changes the password you've been using that netflix account for god knows how long don't don't hit him up and say yo please don't yeah password. don't don't do that don't just, do it. just 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 get your own netflix yeah account. or ask somebody or else. ask somebody else yeah, yeah. Just, just thank you don't, for that don't netflix do that. password girl <laughs> <laughs> but you know know i I think i feel like at this point it just becomes like an excuse like what else am i gonna be able to like talk to this person right right. yeah but um i don't i I don't think that cutting off relationship completely is is necessary at least for me Mm -hmm. because i've i've done a lot of work to the point where i just i i strongly believe that once again like i'm pretty confident in what i bring into someone's life you like dealt with like, sane you know, people there's that's the difference between you and i what do you mean your exes were sane like your exes there's mm. <laughs> 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 and i think that's definitely gonna like not skew per se but like that's going to forge your perception of and course. it's gonna like and it's going to have to form the way you move in the world when 1, it comes to them like why would i want to entertain a relationship with somebody who actively stalks me or who oh, actively exactly. does not want to let it go and it hasn't yeah, made it clear that that's not what they're right. trying to do yo have you seen this so on valentine's day there's tons of these posts that says mm-hmm. love me what it says uh love me love me enough to um email me when i've blocked you toxic or not toxic that's toxic as fuck if you block oh me my God. I we should have us we should have a segment on here where we talk about toxic or not toxic and it just like be random statements from Bruh. all over the internet because that's definitely toxic bro i uh, you know so you know what the saddest part is i could relate but not in a please do this but like oh my god i went through this i blocked these people and they emailed me the amount of people who desperately need therapy Bruh. and like a deeper understanding of what healthy relationships <gasps> consist of oh man the things i've gone through has actually given me a very clear map of the things i don't want being someone who's like study psych like i feel like i therapize everything now mm-hmm. i'm like no i see okay this person did this they mm-hmm. called me this time or at, at this particular time to so call at that time the number of times that's something that you're dealing with internally and you're not quite sure how to deal with it when someone puts it in front of you right. if you treat me a specific way specifically in a romantic relationship i'll say something 
like quicker in a romantic relationship than like uh, like if it's something between me and family just because i'm like it's something that you're trying to like pan out you set you know boundaries whatever but then there's like circumstances Mm -hmm. but romantic relationship if you're treating me in a way that like doesn't make me feel good i'm gonna say something Mm -hmm. and then if you react in a way that's negative enough to stop talking to me and then blow me up and then tell me i'm supposed to fight for you after i told you you disrespected me or made me feel any type of way Mm -hmm. it's a huge sign that you will not be with me like i will not date you like Mm -hmm. you whatever you have going on you need to figure it out and good luck to the person behind you or behind me excuse Mm -hmm. me i hope their table is large enough to fit your entire meal because ma'am it's Mm -hmm. a lot it's giving full course yeah so speaking of healthy relationships then like do after having gone through rather like traumatic experiences (laughs) right and like as you said being in relationships where you figured out what you didn't want helped you to um formalize what you did want right out of relationships so then finding yourself in a healthy relationship do you find some part of healthy relationships boring because you do get like a dopamine yeah. like a dopamine high right oh and you do get a rush of like the toxic like sometimes the toxicity and the back it's and forth real. like the roller coaster mm-hmm. like it keeps it it's almost like um it's an it's like a, an addictive component sometimes mm-hmm. where people think like that is love and yeah because you know you have the ups and your downs and you have like very tumultuous like things and disputes and like maybe like really crazy hot makeup sex or whatever so yeah. I love makeup do sex. healthy <laughs> do are there some healthy are there some parts of a healthy relationship that feel boring to you and yeah. do you try to set those things on fire sometimes uh, I said fire <laughs> to the rain yeah um yeah because I am in a healthy relationship actually when we first started like exclusively dating there are certain things I would say and she was like I know you might think that's normal, but that's not like that. That's really a toxic thing to say or want or crave. Cause I went from a, a relationship where I wasn't arguing at all with that person. Mm-hmm. And it, it did feel like something was missing. And it was, I was holding back a lot in that relationship to a relationship where we like, like we argued, like we like discussed things like we went back and forth. We had a lot of banter, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that was like really towards the end of our relationship. So majority that we didn't really talk. So like, I went from thinking that like, okay, if I'm really, if the relationship is too quiet, then, then it's, then that's toxic or mm-hmm. that's not enough communication. There's something that's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I thought that arguing was the best way to, to go about it. I'm like, oh, well, everybody argues. They say they argue with their person. I like, that means I need to argue more. I need to be more, whatever it is like to, to show all that I am in it with in, in the relationship and I'm devoted to what we're talking about, whatever. And then when I got into like, like this new, um, well, after like I took time to learn about myself and I understood the difference or whatever, when I got into a new relationship and, and she pointed out to me like, mm, this particular thing is like whatever it is. And I was like, Oh shit, that is a little toxic. And like, I kind of wanted that little like Zaz. Like I, I kind of wanted that little, you know what I mean? I want a little seasoning or whatever. So, so I was like, you know what? I need to do better. But I am that person where it doesn't, when it gets too boring, I'm like, oh, I want to throw a bit. I want to, like, I want to argue. But then I say it to myself, my like, bro, that sounds crazy. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, oh my God, I want to like, ah, it's okay. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just be happy instead. Like, I don't need to argue. It's okay. But no, I am yeah. that person. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, I really don't want, I really want to throw a bit. If I, and then I sometimes like, I've, I've gone to a point where I've, I've timed it out. Like, if I throw a bit right now, 
and we make up do you think like we'll be like you think i'll get some love in by the time and <laughs> like the day ends or maybe i'll get some ice cream like how will this work in my favor is mm-hmm. it worth it and i'm like no nah, i only got six hours before i gotta go back to real life i ain't got time i ain't got time i <laughs> <laughs> uh, will leave it for another time yeah <laughs> we'll save it for next time bitch it bitch it bitch it i'm working on it i'm working on it you guys if only you knew like the things i've done like gone through to be here today okay no you're doing great oh thank you you're doing amazing sweetie <laughs> with your with your fucking camcorder like going left to right <laughs> all i could think of was like oh, these mean man. girls just like mm-hmm. ready to go <laughs> And you, ma'am, once you once you've hit like that healthy space, do you crave a little like bullshit? Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think that I don't know. It's just when your brain has been wired a certain way to deal with like a certain level of just absolute nonsense. Yeah, you the sensical stuff feels unsafe yeah you know it's like what, like, what is yes this? where am i uh, right it's the like what do you right yeah. and, and it feels like dangerous you know because mm-hmm. you're like no i'm used to having to fight a lot harder for this for my life. yeah it's like you oh, know it's no. like it was like saying like i love you and versus like i love you just like wait what would you say what you say like, yeah that's what i thought you know what i mean you like, <laughs> like, change with your chest i was like uh i love you, I love you. <laughs> do you do you want me to watch do, do you want me <laughs> or you want me to put like is there is that something you don't like this stuff <laughs> I thought Dawn was great. I thought Dawn was great. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Okay. You, you mean, you, you mean like you're, like this is who you are, like yeah. on, like constantly. Yeah. And this, this, there's no, there's no gimmick. Like there's no, like, there's no flitter. Psych, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and it's just gotcha, like, this is you got You get me, you get me. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like, so like I, I'm very inclined to like throw a wrench in it. Like, let's see what you do now. <laughs> you know, it's like, is let's this see what happens now. <laughs> Welcome to the, the battle you know, royale. Like, like, you're right, like poke the bear, like, <laughs> poke the bear, <laughs> like things like that. And then absolutely, I I do. Oh, and and and, and and the favorite, my favorite thing is like being like being said, being called out on it sometimes. If, you're you know, like, you're like, oh, you're, you're you're trying to argue, and you're like, oh shit, I guess. I guess you caught me. Flips <laughs> <laughs> hair, whoopsie. Anyway, how was your day? <laughs> you want some wine? You know, no thanks. You know, but no, no absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a dopamine. You it know? is. I'm a, I'm a, I definitely. <sighs> but that'd be a good yeah. foreplay, though. If someone was, like, into that type of foreplay where, like, okay, I'm going to, like, like, if it didn't piss that person off to be like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Slap, slap. And the oh, next thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't know how seriously we would take it. Like, I don't know if I could do the fake argument. Next thing you know, I'm bad for real. <laughs> Pissed off for real. Oh, my God. I don't even want to do this anymore. What is that movie? Was it The the Switch? It was with um, Rachel McAdams when she switched places with that, like, um, with that, with that dude. Um, It was, like, in high school or something. Like, they had, like, they went to this, like, very, like, interesting space and then they had the these earrings that were from like cleopatra or whatever and then they, they ended up like switching and being each other's bodies mm-hmm. or whatever I've and then so that, it, it's so good <laughs> I, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the actual name of the movie i'll say yes, you have to you team. have to it's, it's with really all good. the accounts i have i can probably find it <laughs> you, you will 100 percent find yeah. it and so there's a scene where you know of course like he's like she's she's strapped in this guy's body but then the front like um 
I guess the friends are finally accepting like, yeah. of, like the reality that is and they're like doing like a sleepover and they're playing with like their pillow fighting oh, shit. and then it's just like you know very playful fighting it's like ha 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 like throw like, throw, like, throw, like, like, like and homeboys <laughs> gotcha bitch <laughs> <laughs> literally knocked everybody out and it's like oh who wants some more <laughs> you know, I feel like I would head in that direction. <laughs> like, I can't play fight because now I'm really going to think something no, is wrong. And, you know, we're, we're going to... We're going to fight yeah. for real, yeah. I'm going to throw some real hands. And, no, yeah, yeah, we don't, don't want to go there. No. That's why I don't, I don't play fight for real. No, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a problem. Because yeah, you can, like, tap, get tap, tap, real quick. And it's over. And next thing you know, I'm making a phone call to you. Like, do you accept this call, Tess? Like, girl, let me tell you what happened. No, she didn't mean it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> can you just can you, can you just call her and tell her I didn't mean it, man? Can you just tell her I'm sorry? It wasn't me, man. It wasn't me, man. I'm so sorry, baby. I'll never do it again, baby. <laughs> Holding on to the phone like it's a mic. If I had one wish. I'm fucking apologizing oh, with the baby man. on the hip. One wish, one wish, one wish. Okay. If if you understood oh, that reference, man. you deserve to follow us on, on our social media. So yes, I want to let you guys know. Yes, we have an Instagram, it's Melody Movement Podcast. Follow us, show us some support. We put out when we're putting out new episodes. We let you guys give us some polls. We interact with our people. If there's mm. something that you want to hear from us, send us a DM. We do respond. And like follow us on all your platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict. Yeah. All Amazon, Audible, yes. please, yes, absolutely. Add us to your favorites. Click that thing, follow it. Give us a, a little comment. Say what's up. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you liked it, didn't like it. What series you want to hear next? And we're just gonna keep it going. So be a test. Like we are here. We're queer. We're fucking doing the damn mm-hmm. thing. We're melanated, and we're excited to really have this podcast with you guys. We're in season two. We're gonna close it out very soon. Enter season three and prep it, and really fucking kill it. I know I curse so much. And all the explicit signs always pop up You're because just of so me. Excited. It's me. I'm the problem. Am I? It's it? me. Hi. I'm, I'm like I'm the villain. It's me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys had a great time with us having a little light mm. conversation about accessibility expectations hearing from that mother love of that a little ex from around the way <laughs> yo I, I, like so I feel like I, I feel like sometimes I'm just really rough around about my exes and everybody's like no I'm cool with them I'm like oh fuck that bitch <laughs> I need to really work on it and I'm actively in, in therapies for people listening thank you to everyone you that's supporting just, us you don't have to explain yourself justify my rage <laughs> no man you're justified in your rage thank I just want to say like you don't have to apologize to anybody right. for the decision that you the decision that you make for yourself to protect you period no one else was in that relationship but you so you know what's best for you point blank and that's how i was gonna say that's it Maybe that's it <laughs> so you know take that back you know what i mean <laughs> well this has been the melanated movement podcast with, with tess and Anne. Tess. until next time bye, bye. <laughs>